Uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Whale Talks Wrestling, episode 73. Uh, we are here to fit in uh, AEW Revolution. Uh, pretty damn good show, but it got ruined by the end. Oh, it got ruined by the end. But we're here to talk NXT AEW Crossroads, uh, the pre-show. I mean, well, not pre-show. Go home show, I should say. A little bit of Castle Attack New Japan and New Japan Strong, Mox versus Penta. But let's start off with NXT. Uh, Danny Burch and Oni versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. I'm loving the team of Ciampa and Thatcher, by the way. Non-title match. Uh, four of the stiffest motherfuckers in NXT. I haven't said, damn, this is stiffy. Uh, Ciampa kills Oni with a clothesline. Uh, Ciampa then goes for the forever clothesline. Legit, he does the whole shtick. Rocky Romero forever clotheslines. Uh, just as stiff as I imagined this match being. Uh, Oni killed with a double slap. Like, you know where uh, uh, Champa holds the guy. Uh, well, Oni holds the guy by the jaw and he starts smacking him. So they decide to do it to him instead when Champa and uh, Timothy are teeing off on Oni's face. Big, big knee by Champa. What a match. Great match. Imperium distracts Champa. Portable DDT to Thatcher. One and two win. It looks like Imperium is trying to re-recruit Timothy Thatcher. He was in Imperium before Imperium was Imperium. Back in the Dizzy in the Indies. So, this was great. I really like the team of Champa and Thatcher, man. Like, Champa's just been in a whole nother level. He looks a little weird now that he's growing his hair back. Which I, I'm like, dude, just bald. You know, just go bald. But this match is great. Uh, Roddy comes out, Finn comes out, Roddy blames Finn for the whole UE dying, Finn gives Cole a match next week and says, I know how to get Cole out, he's a selfish bastard, so Adam Cole versus Finn Balor next week, then he tells Roddy, you are no leader, you have always been a follower, Roddy gets pissed and jumps and beats the shit out of Finn, this whole storyline is going well by the way, uh, let's see. Therapy with the Garganos. Indy is writing notes basically on her wanting to be with Dexter Loomis. Johnny ends up getting kicked out by the therapist. Regal comes at Cameron Grimes for beating up the guy last week at the last part of him trying to do the Million Dollar Man Challenge. Uh, basically, ends up he said, you're fighting Bronson Reed tonight. Aaliyah versus Ember Moon. Eclipse done. The less said about this, the better. I love Ember Moon. I actually like Aaliyah too, but this is bad. This is bad. Dakota and Raquel versus Shayna and Nia for the women's tag team titles. Good match. Um, I love the callbacks to Dakota Kai being scared of Shayna. And, you know, Shayna breaking Dakota Kai's arm. Raquel takes out Nia outside. Adam Pierce brings out a ref. Shayna ends up choking out Kai. So dumb. But I understand now why they did this. Because apparently NXT is supposed to be introducing NXT women's tag team titles next week. So... I'm actually, I understand everyone's like, oh, WWE has too much titles, but the women in NXT need something to do. There's too many women. I kind of wish they could have had a women's mid-card title, honestly. Like, stardom. They could have had, like, you know, like a shining star title or something like that. But, uh, I even said, not what I wanted, but oh well. Uh, therapy goes on. Indy wants to be Loomis' friends with benefits. Uh, Indy and Candice then end up getting kicked out. Uh, Swerve is talking a lot of shit about Leon Ruff in a promo package. This was great stuff. This is the stuff I've been looking for Isaiah Swerve Scott to do. Like, and, like, Ruff is the perfect guy for him to pick on because Ruff will just gain more sympathy and get more over. L.A. Knight finally comes in the arena. Cuts a pretty decent promo. Uh, we're getting his debut very, very soon. Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes. I love it so much that Grimes is using the money song for his theme song. The money song that they played at the vignette at Vengeance Day. So awesome. Moonsault crossbody by Grimes onto Bronson Reed. So impressive. Grimes is trying to dip. Uh, eats a dive by Reed, which he needs to stop doing. It looked good, but he shouldn't be doing that, man. LA Knight screws over Reed. Kaven Grimes gets the win. So, L.A. Knight and Bronson Reed for your first feud? Okay, okay. Excuse <coughs> me, I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. <coughs> I swallowed spit. Oh, Jesus, horrible. 
Oh, we get one-on-one -on -one therapy with Austin Theory. Don't mind me dying. <laughs> we get one-on-one -on -one therapy with Austin Theories. And basically, you know, he says, hey, Loomis was a pretty cool guy. We had a great time. He used to watch cartoons. Just says he's a nice guy. The therapist out of nowhere starts coming at Austin Theory, basically saying, hey, you know, you should hate this guy. I talked to Dexter Loomis and he was talking all the shit about you. And then you see Johnny pay off the therapist, <laughs> basically to shit talk Loomis. Therapist is just like, God, these guys are a bunch of idiots. So I, I thought the whole thing, Johnny's heel character is fantastic. I thought this whole segment was great. Everrise rules versus Brizongo. Legato del Fantasma destroys Brizongo. Everrise is so fucking hyped. And they're just like, thank you, thanks, guys. Then they get the shit beat out of him. Santos Escobar kicks the shit out of him. Basically, he is not a happy man. And he just ends up being mopping the floor with them and leaving. Hilarious. Sam, like, like I said, Santos Escobar is a star. Main event, Finn Balor versus Roddy Strong. Roddy with the new theme. Oh, man, it's sad. It's sad. The Undisputed Era is dead. Uh, I wish they could go all in and push in Roddy, man. Like, I know this is designed to get Cole more over and Kyle over as a big thing. And I love Kyle. But like I said, Roddy is a gem when it comes to professional wrestling this was a great match him and kyle like i said roddy and kyle were always the best members of the undisputed era to me anyway uh roddy is breaking backs out here you know what he does roddy versus the world elbows on the on the rope love that shit angle slam into a tiger bomb for a near fall i'm just like dude i fucking love roddy nasty reverse stomp uh out of roddy trying to do a gut buster so he puts him up for the gut buster you know uh prince throne style uh, and then fucking, uh, Finn turns it into a double stomp. Stomp from the top rope. Bloody Sunday done. Fantastic match. If you're not going to watch anything from this NXT, I definitely recommend, please, at least watch Finn versus Roddy, because this was great. I love where everything's going. Uh, like I said, Finn has been a fantastic champion so far. Alright, let's get right to it. AEW Crossroads Edition. Uh, this is the go-home show to AEW Revolution. But let's start off. We start off with the big guns right away. Cody and Red Velvet versus Jade and Shaq. Shaq is fucking huge, bro. Uh, I love Jade's theme and presentation, but yo, Shaq is huge. Like, you know, we all know Shaq, you know, Shazam. But, or Kazam, is it Kazam? I think it's Kazam. Shazam is an actual superhero. <laughs> uh, Shaq is dominating Cody. Jade... Then tags herself in. I love the whole time where Cody's just chopping Shaq. And Shaq's just like chilling. I love when Shaq just starts the match with the cobber and elbow tie up. I'm like, yo, you get a big Shaq. Uh, Shaq ends up destroying the Nightmare family on the outside. For some reason, <laughs> freaking Austin Gunn attacks Shaq with a chair. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Colton. Colton Gunn is sitting out there. He takes him out too. Uh, Jade starts setting up some tables, but then uh, Red Velvet ends up finishing setting off the tables. Uh, Shaq with the Brody Lee powerbomb, which was dope. He did the taunt and everything. And then Cody no-sells the absolute fuck out of it. Like, I kid you not. This man hit the powerbomb, and Cody was up faster than he could taunt. I was like, what the fuck, Cody? Uh, Cody then ends up slamming Shaq for a near fall. They give him the big giant slam, brother. WrestleMania 3 all over again. Uh, Cody takes out Shaq and himself, puts himself through two tables. That was clean. Uh, that was a clean table spot. I did not expect big Shaq himself to take a table spot. Uh, Glenn slam by Jade, uh, for the win. Not bad. Uh, Jade taunts a little bit too much, but, you know, I, I think it's pretty good. I like her. She's... Very aesthetic. She's got a lot of confidence. She talks a lot of shit. It's pretty great. And Shaq did good. Believe it or not, I actually um, was very surprised by this match. Oh, God. <laughs> so they fucking try to get Shaq in the ambulance. And I'm like, yo, I don't think Shaq can fit in the ambulance. And he actually couldn't fit in the ambulance. They, they tuck his knees in and get him in. And then they come back and Shaq disappears. Oh, like, yo, what the fuck? Shaq got superpowers. He's he's Kane, bro. He could just disappear. But uh, all, ser all seriousness, uh, they did very good by this match. This was very good stuff. Uh, Red Velvet's fucking awesome. That was the main thing I took out of this. I'm like, can we please push Red Velvet? 
Death Triangle, Triangulo de la Muerte uh, versus Jobbers. Pac and Phoenix ran a bukkake, straight up gangbang train on these Jobbers from Dark. Oh my lord. Rope walk, kick in the face. Spaceman plancha, 450. Then Phoenix with the nasty Phoenix driver, knees the guy in the head. Drives him head first. This, oh, geez, this was wonderful. Sometimes you just love to see people get the shit beat out of them. And this what this was. Fucking great. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Inner Circle come out. Jericho says on how he's been a seven-time tag team champion. So he's an expert. They pretty much got this down. I hate the Inner Circle doing this stuff. I, I love Jericho. I love the Inner Circle. But this is annoying. The town meetings and this... And town meeting number 54, and uh, inner circle meeting 53, and, you know, people are going to ask us questions, blah, 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 blah. Eric Bischoff was there. That was cool. I, lo I love Eric Bischoff. Bucks come out. Uh, come at Jericho uh, for even saying anything. Um, the Bucks then start putting over their dad like he's Jesus Christ. I love the Young Bucks, but this was, oh, my God, this promo was bad. He's just like, well, without our dad, Jericho, there would be no AW. We would be in the performance center. I'm like, well, if Jericho was in the performance center, he'd be making a hell of a lot more money. But, you know, let's not get into that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, okay, whoa. Papa Buck. <laughs> Apparently, Papa Buck made the universe. <laughs> I'm like, eh. AEW wasn't because no damn Papa Buck. AEW is because fucking Tony Khan saw New Japan and he said, this is the greatest wrestling ever. I want it. <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck does Papa Buck got to do with this? Yo, I was glad they beat the crap out of Papa Buck. Fuck Papa Buck. <laughs> Just for no reason. Just because they put him over so hard. Like, Jesus Christ. Shit, I love my dad too. You don't see me. Oh, a big fight breaks <laughs> Let me digress, you know. Fuck Puppet Book. Uh, the Good Brothers come out with a table. Matt dies off the stage on Ortiz uh, Santana, and Santana. Both guys get double-dived on. That was kind of cool. Uh, like I said, this whole segment was a mess. I am so tired of the Inner Circle holding a meeting or whatever the fuck. And then Papa Buck. Fuck Papa Buck. Uh, FTR and Tully versus Jurassic Express. FTR using a shoe. Call back to all the good old days. Uh, Marco gets thrown into Tully. Uh, Lucha Soros with a double German suplex on FTR. So clean. That was awesome. Uh, Tully with the slingshot. By the way, Tully looked fucking great. How is this dude almost 70? He moves around there like he's fucking like 50, 60, I mean 50, 40 years old. It was great. Uh, tail whip kick to Tully. Uh, what the fuck? FTR kicks out of their awesome ass taxi finisher. The Theatric Express. I'm like, I was pissed about that. Camera guy gets involved, aka not Sean Spears. Uh, attacks both Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Spike Pal Driver. Tully Blanchard. 60-something-year-old Tully Blanchard gets the fucking win on Luchasaurus. Tully Blanchard pinned Luchasaurus. I'm sorry, but what? I know they've done Luchasaurus dirty. But this is ridiculous. I love Tully and I love FTR, but they should not be pinning Luchasaurus. Tully should not. Oh, my God. And Sean Spears is back. I love Sean Spears, but they've killed this man. The chairman gimmick was it. He had so much heat. He bashed Cody's brains in. When What did Cody do? Beat him like five times in a fucking row. He made he he made he pinned the man with a figure four leg lock. Cody Rhodes pinned pinned fucking Sean Spears with a figure four leg lock. So yeah, uh, Paul White comes out. It's a big show. So there's a big signing coming, which I know who it is now, and it's just say it was an instant classic. Oh man. Uh Nyla Rose versus uh Rio Musanami. Uh this was great. This was a fantastic match. As much as I don't agree of this tournament, this tournament was not ass bad booking. Like this tournament was weird. Like Maki Ito or Britt Baker, like someone different should have made it. You know, Ryu's different, but we all know she's gonna lose to Sheeta. 
Uh, finals of the women's tournament. Like I said, Rio is great. You know, Lady Okada is awesome, but come on now. Uh, it should have been someone else. It should have been Maki Ito. It really should have. Uh, Nyla with a running senton. Nice. Tanahashi style, by the way. Uh, leg drop to the back of the head on the apron. A callback of how uh, Ryu uh, ended up beating uh, Aja Kong in the tournament. That was awesome. Uh, draping knee drop to Ryu. Love that fucking move by Nyla Rose. I wish that was a finish. It looks so nasty. Uh, Ryu wins the whole tournament with a diving leg drop. We get Sheeta versus Ryu. Sheeta comes out looking mighty fine, by the way. Uh, they start throwing shots at each other, but they're smiling. You know, it's good old Japanese things. And you could have sworn JR just saw it like JR just saw the most horrible thing in the world. He's like, what the what's going on? They're smiling, but they're hitting each other. I'm like, welcome to Japanese wrestling, JR. Um, but yeah, great match. Great match. Sting comes out. This was an awesome segment. I loved all of this. Sting comes out. Ricky Stark comes out pissed, saying, you know what? I was wrong about you. Sting, you still got it. But you know what? You still a bitch, and you ain't no icon. Sting beats the piss, the absolute piss out of Ricky Stark. He looked a lot better here. Uh, Stinger Splash, Scorpion Deathlock. The motherfucker sits down on it. I was like, let's go, Steve. Love me some Sting. Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook Hodge made himself big hooky. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. I, I fucking love Hook. He's so hilarious. Come out. They attack Sting. And then Cage comes out. It's so fucking weird to see Sting actually taking bumps. Darby comes out. They back off. The street fight's going to be fucking great. Uh, 10 versus my boy Platinum Max Caster. My boy got the bars, bro. My boy got that heat. Woo! Uh, Jack Evans with the boom box. And then Max Max Caster fucking won. I thought this was a shoe-in. That 10 was going to eat this man for breakfast. But Max Caster is in a fucking pay-per-view ladder match. Let's get it. The acclaim. Hardy ended up paying off uh, Evans for the favor. Because you know he's going to take it to the Dark Order. Uh, and then the main event, this was the weakest part of the show to me, was uh, Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn versus Silver and Hangman. Side effect on the apron to Silver. Buckshot on Quinn, done. Matt got on the mic to Hangman. Dark Order, jump Matt. All the casino tag team battle royal. Everyone's fighting on. Negative one is like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, that was AEW Crossroads. Pretty good, damn good go-home show, but uh, the ending sucked. I don't know. I, that main event was not great. I did not like it. Alright, let's get into some New Japano Pro Wrestling. Uh, start with a little castle attack. I ended up catching a couple matches there. And we're going to start off with some Jay White versus Ishii. This was a great match. Uh, went into Ishii. Basically, Ishii has beat Jay White every time they face. So I knew going in, Jay White was going to get his win. Uh, I love Jay White's trash talk. I, lo I love it. Their whole time, they're just trying to too sweet. Ishii's just getting more pissed off and more pissed off. Jay wants a two-sweet Gato, but Ishii will not let him. So, as I said, Jay is 0-2 against Ishii, so he's trying to right the wrong. Gato, you know, of course, keeps getting involved. Ishii uh, ends up ripping him apart, beats the crap out of him. Uh, freaking uh, Ishii's ribs are the target of the whole match. Uh, Ishii basically has the ribs targeted, and, you know, he has them taped up. Regal Plex, Ishii ends up kicking out. Uh, both men keep trying to sleep with each other the whole time. Uh, Jay White with a brain buster to Ishii. He kicks out immediately because, you know, Ishii ain't, you ain't hitting no brain buster on Ishii. Um, Blade Runner countered into a German suplex by Ishii for a near fall. Uh, Ishii is baiting the low blow. Uh, he ends up, uh, Jay White goes for the low blow. He catches him, takes him out. Uh, hits Gato and then hits uh, Jay with a nice, beautiful sliding clothesline for a near fall. Uh, Jay White gets up, sleeper suplex by Jay, goes for the Blade Runner, but I love Ishii basically clotheslines this man's head off his shoulders. Uh, we get an amazing exchange at the end of both men trying to hit their finish. Jay White has so many cool, creative ways to hit the Blade Runner. That's why I love the way he uses that move. Uh, awesome exchange. Uh, finally hits the Blade Runner out of nowhere. One, two, three. Jay White rides the wrong, and he finally gets a win over Ishii. This is great. Like I said, Ishii is the man, dude. I love this guy. He's so good. 
Like, it's crazy how much this guy understands pro wrestling. Oh, I, I wish he knew, like, more English or something so I could hear this dude do an interview. Him and uh, fucking Goto, I would love to hear them talk about wrestling. So that was a great match. Uh, then we get to El Desperado versus El Fantasmo versus Bushi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Sadly, the boy Hiromu had to give up the title again. This sucks. Shoulder injury. Six months now. This guy's cursed. Cursed. But we get a fantastic match here. A fantastic three-way. Uh, sadly, like I said, Hiromu was stripped. Uh, Desperado has really, really been showing out. I really thought uh, Phantasmo had this one, but hey, we got the shocking win here. Like I said, Desperado has been flexing on people in this last couple matches. I have become such an El Desperado fan. Uh, leg drop on ELP. Oh, oh I mean, sorry. Uh, um, El Phantasmo hits his beautiful leg drop. He does his leg drop where he like puts the person kind of like in a sleeping position on the top rope. And he ends up just gravity leg dropping them while they're hanging up there. That's cool. Uh, ELP with a big dive on both men. Uh, ELP ripping apart Desperado's mask. And then he ends up getting another one. Uh, well, before he gets the other one, he gets pile driver on the ramp. Stump pile driver. Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn style. That was great. Uh, the good old nut stump by ELP. Love it. Uh, UFO net breaker by ELP on Bushi for a near fall. Uh, freaking, uh, El Fantasma with a big splash. Bushi ends up kicking out, though. Bushi's hanging in there. He's kicking out of everything ELP keeps giving him. Uh, Desperado gets another match, like I said, and, uh, spears the living soul of El Fantasma and then jumps to shadow and beats the crap out of him for, you know, breaking his mask. Uh, Desperado for crazy senton dive on ELP. Uh, Bushi traps ELP's legs while he's trying to end Desperado. Hits the man MX. Uh, ELP takes advantage, but Desperado still kicks out. Uh, ELP with a Styles Clash, but Bushi stops it. Almost get it. V-Trigger. V-Trigger on ELP by ELP to Desperado. Uh, goes for the one-winged angel, but he never hits this. Because, you know, if you hit that move, it's over. Uh, CR2 by ELP. Finally hits the finish. Uh, Bushi stops the ref's hand because he couldn't make it to the stop the actual pinfall. Uh, Bushi with another MX to ELP, but he kicks out. Pincho Loco into another Pincho Loco to El Desperado. I mean to uh, El Fantasmo. And seven years in the making, El Desperado finally wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. He is now a double champion because he is also the IWGP Tag Team Champion. This is good stuff. Like I said, Desperado has been showing out these last couple matches. Uh, quick notes on Cody Ibushi versus Naito for the IC title, only the IC title. Uh, both men are coming in basically with really bad knees. They go to each other's knees. You know, Naito hates, and I mean absolutely hates Cody Ibushi's neck. Uh, he ends up throwing Kota knee first into the freaking uh, chair. That was nasty. Uh, big German suplexes by both men. Uh, shut, shuts uh, Cody Ibushi down with a satellite DDT. We have the Kamagoye in there, and that's it. Like I said, usual good stuff by Kota and Naito. Nothing's ever going to be that first match they had, though, to me. But that's what I was able to catch of Castle Attack. Like I said, I still got a lot of catch up on New Japan because now the New Japan Cup is going on. So good stuff, good stuff. Always good stuff. Uh, then we review the main event of New Japan Strong. Uh, John Moxley versus Kenta, U.S. title. Man, what a great match. But did this match catch me off guard? They got me. They got me pretty good. Oh, I love Moxley, man, when he goes to New Japan. He just becomes a serious murderer. No goofy shit. He's not playing around. That New Japan theme heat with that guitar riff. It's crazy. Becomes the Death Rider. So much better than the Paradigm Shift. Uh, guys go at it right away. They have been waiting to kill each other for months. They are potatoing the crap out of each other. Mox is getting pissed. Uh, gets a table. Elbow dropped through the table by Kenta. Kenta actually ends up using it. Running Yakuza kick into a running drop kick. Into a diving stomp for a near fall. Uh, Kenta potatoes Mox with some slaps. Alicia starts slapping the fuck out of his head. Mox turns it into a nasty German suplex. Gets him up, just screams out Kenta, clotheslines the crap out of him. 
Uh, Moxley is ground pounding him. Uh, then the guys get into a submission trade off. You know, yes lock here, sleeper hold here. Uh, you know, captain's hook uh, here. You know, stuff like that. Oh, uh, the bully choke, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mox takes Kenta's head clean off of a clothesline. He doesn't like the Bray Wyatt style, or you know, he gets kicked in the stomach or hit with a forearm, and he crouches down. Uh, Kenta hits the rope and bam, rip his fucking head off of the clothesline. Kenta starts wailing on Moxie with the slaps, ends up busting his lip. He's just smacking the soul. You just hear Kenta the whole time just yelling out, Moxley, Moxley. Uh, death, quick death rider, but Kenta kicks out. Uh, Kenta then gets on his knees and he starts saying, just fuck you, Moxley. Fuck you. I'm still standing. Fuck you. So badass. I fucking love it. Such flipping him off. Moxley then gets his ass up. Elevated death rider. One two, three, I did not see Moxley winning this match, I thought for sure Kenta was going to win this match, I am actually very, very shocked, believe it or not, but hey, what a match, midway in the match, I'm like, yo, give me the rematch, I, that's all I was thinking about, I was like, but when's the rematch though, this was great, like I said, Kenta's on another level. And when Mox, as soon as Moxley even touches New Japan soil or, you know, a New Japan ring, this guy turns it up to, like, a thousand. Like, I, I, he's good in AEW. Don't get me wrong. I love Moxley in AEW, but he don't compare. He does not compare to himself in freaking um, New Japan. It's great. Uh, I have no idea who's going to beat Moxley for the U.S. title now. The only person I could think of is Jay White, but I see Jay White kind of over that title now. But I don't know. It uh, should be very interesting, but that, that was New Japan Strong. All right, here we go. Here's the big review now. It is AEW Revolution 2021. So this pay-per-view, very long. It was good. I liked a lot of what I saw. That goddamn ending. Oh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Riho versus Thunder Rose. I mean, Riho and Thunder Rose versus Britt Baker. And it was supposed to be Reba. But Reba ended up getting injured and got a doctor's note from Britt Baker. Fantastic, by the way. And she ended, as soon as I saw Reb, Reba was out, I was like, let's go. Maki Ito's coming, baby. I fucking feel it. And that's exactly what we got. Britt Baker and Maki Ito working together. Fucking love Maki Ito's singing entrance. It's fucking great. Uh, like I said, this was, this was actually a really good match. Got some good near falls in there because I was so hoping for Maki Ito to win. But, you know, I saw the ultra team of Brit, I mean, you know, Riho and freaking uh, Thunder Rosa. And uh, I was like, oh, boy. Uh, I love all the Maki Ito spots. I love the whole bacon or cry thing. And then she stomps on your foot. Uh, but we get to it. Uh, freaking uh, Maki Ito hits the... Goes for the, you know, she does the whole headbutt thing where she falls down gravity style. Uh, she ends up going for a big diving headbutt, but Riho moves out the way uh, before making the tag uh, to Thunder Rosa. Reba gets on the ring apron but distracts some people. Uh, Britt Baker accidentally hits her before Rosa could capitalize. Baker shoves her into Reba, who then strucks her with the crutch right in the face, which I'm like, damn. Uh, Brian, the referee's back, able to Britt Baker to get the pin. So Britt Baker and Maki Ito get the win. Like I said, this is a fun match. I like this match, and I love Maki Ito. Uh, and both of them sticking up the middle finger at the end of it was great. Uh, then the real show starts here. AEW Tag Team Championship, the Young Buckaroonies for Papa Book. And versus uh, Chris Jericho and MJF, I... Do not like the tag team of Chris Jericho versus MJF. I hate random tag teams getting tag team title shots. Not a fan. But I was not looking forward to this match, but I'm not going to lie. It became a damn good opener. This was a pretty good match. 
The Bucks went right at Jericho and MJF from the opening bell, which I'm like, thank God, no collar and elbow tie-up. Blasting away with strikes, beating the crap out of them out of the ring, beating the crap out of them everywhere. Uh, big suicide dives by both the Bucks stereo style. Uh, they lock in two sharp shooters, but they get almost get the early submission, but the guys grab each other's hands. Uh, Wardlow gets involved outside, helping uh, Jericho and MJF get the advantage. Uh, Jericho ends up locking Nick Jackson, the line tamer, and you know his back. And then he did the same thing to Matt after uh, the Bucks thought someone got a blind tag. It didn't happen. A lot of solid near falls back in there. Jericho snuck in a shot with the baseball bat. MJF hits the heat seeker pile driver, which I hate that it's just a setup move. Uh, but Matt ended up ended up kicking out in very, very close three. Jericho misses the Judas effect, hitting Wardlow by mistake. Shortly after that, the Bucks hit the Melter Driver on Jericho, which I thought was interesting. Jericho took the pin here. Uh, this was a very, very good tag team match. Like I said, the Bucks, you know, they know tag team wrestling. They're great at it. And Jericho, too. You know, like I said, Jericho's been a seven-time tag team champion. But I'm hoping this is the complete end of Jericho and MJF. Great match here. Casino Tag Team Battle Royale. This basically they stopped the stupid card thing and they just turned into a Royal Rumble with tag teams. So this was great. Um, QT Marshall ended up getting to an argument with Dustin Rhodes because Dustin took issue of Marshall eliminating the gun club. Colton Gun? Not Colton. Oh my god. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Shut just because they're in a nightmare family. Boy, it's every tag team for himself. Shut up, Goldust. I'm with QT Marshall. Uh, Jack Evans, who's not even in the fucking match. Where the fuck is Angelico? They're scaring me. Uh, helped eliminate Stu Grayson. Uh, freaking by popping out of the way. Matt Hardy pays him off again. Matt Hardy's been paying this man a lot of money. The Bear Country comes in. You know, they have an impressive showing here and there. Uh, the last five men in the ring were Pac, Ray Phoenix, Frankie Kazarian, John Silver, and Jungle Boy. Um... That left Pac and Phoenix as the only real complete tag team there. Uh, Pac and Phoenix worked together to eliminate Kazarian and Silver, leaving Jungle Boy at a huge disadvantage. Jungle Boy ended to duck out of the way, and Pac got eliminated. And we leave it to Jungle Boy and Phoenix, and the final showdown between these two was fucking awesome. It was great. Freaking uh, Phoenix hits the crazy dive, you know, where he basically eats shit. Somehow in a battle royal, and then you know, some of the rest thought he eliminated himself, and he's like, Nah, I went through the rope, son. I was like, Yo, you ain't gonna disrespect Phoenix like that. My boy went through the rope, son. You don't even fuck with Phoenix like that, boy. Uh, so Death Triangle ends up getting the win with the amazing exchange. Phoenix is the last survivor, and I kind of had a feeling they were gonna win. That's gonna be a fun match, man. Pac and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks. Let's go. Uh, this is a great match. I thought this was good. But they were missing a lot of tag teams, I want to say so. Uh, AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida versus uh, Ryo Muzanami. Um, what a fucking great match. This is a great match. Well, I knew this was going to be good. And like I said, this was great. Uh, Shida and Mizunami exchanged strikes early before the action spilled to the floor. Mizunami ended up taking over after catching Shida trying to vault over the chair with the flying knee. The action picked up there, where Shida hitting a lot of big moves and putting Mizunami in some danger, finally. Uh, the match basically kept hard-hitting the whole time. Uh, Shida hits the Tamashi. Uh, Mizunami ends up kicking out of that. Big clotheslines by Mizunami trying to get a near fall. Then they start trading elbows again. Uh, both of the girls pretty much are peppering each other with elbows, beating the crap out of each other. Uh, Shida hits about three or four Tamashis, and Mizunami just keeps kicking out, but you can see in Mizunami's eye that she's not all there. She's kicking out barely. So I'm like, okay, I know what this means. Shida hits 1,700 Tamashis. It's time for Shida to learn a new move. Shida hits a tornado spin kick for the win. Reminds me of the old Dreamcast kick by uh, Prince Devitt. Uh, after the match, not this was a great match, by the way. Uh, like I said, I knew Ryu was going to lose. And <laughs> I love the promo package of this because Ryu Nizunami was going to retire. But she has this thing where she always beats the shit out of Shida. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to retire. I'm going to beat your ass one more time. I, I did love the build to this match, though. I did love it. 
After the match, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Maki Ito ran in to attack Sheeta until Thunder Rosa came out and ran them off. Like I said, this was a very good match. Uh, very good pacing. I kind of wish they had like five more minutes, and I feel like it could have been even better. Uh, I don't even know why this was on the pay-per-view. Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor before the match. Uh, Miro and Sabian attacked Cassidy and Taylor backstage. Miro dragged Chuck Taylor. Uh, bloody Chuck Taylor. My boy got some color. Uh, but despite that, Cassidy not being with him turns into a handicap match. Cassidy finally makes it midway through the match. Uh, hitting Miro with the orange punch and trying to take the fight to Sabian. Uh, Taylor almost had the match won after a pause. However, Miro recovered uh, from orange from the orange punch. Uh, Cassidy again hits Miro with the orange punch, but Penelope Ford causes a distraction. Uh, Miro chose basically to just destroy Penelope, using her to destroy Cassidy, basically ramming Cassidy into her. Uh, Miro took out Taylor before locking him in the game. Oh, to get the submission win. But you can tell we might have some problems between Miro and Kip Sabian. He basically destroyed Penelope, then grabbed Kip from checking on her, threw him in the ring and said, get your ass in the ring and tag me. And basically Miro came out looking great. Everyone else, not so much. Like I said, I, I would have rather just seen Miro versus Orange Cassidy because that would have been a good-ass match. But like I said, I'm not the biggest fan. Who kept saying And uh, Chucky, uh, I love Chucky T, but he ain't shit without Trent. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, another match I really didn't care about, but it, it was solid. Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in the big money match for whoever wins gets the others' paycheck. Q1 order. I don't fucking know. I don't know why they didn't just hang money and make it a ladder match, but I guess because they're already having a ladder match. I don't know. Uh, Paige exploded already trying to get the buckshot Lariat, but Hardy roll keeps rolling out and rolling out and rolling out. Hardy then focused attack on Paige's hand and the arm because, you know, no buckshot. Uh, Paige continued trying to throw hands. He was peppering. He was beating the crap out of Matt Hardy. Uh, Hardy basically is trying to get a count out victory by hitting a twist of fate on the outside, which looked awesome, by the way. But Paige barely makes it in on nine. Uh, yeah. Page did a lot of his big moves, you know, the big boot, last call, all that stuff. Even the big moonsault from the top. Uh, hits a big crossbody. Uh, Matt ends up almost getting a sneak win out of that. Hardy keeps firing back. Uh, Page basically came up. Uh, hit them dead eye, but Private Party came into the ring distracting the ref before trying to jump in there. Page took them both out, uh, but the lock, the buckshot lariat was countered into the side effect and a twist of fate for a two count. I like that son of a bitch. Uh, Dark Order ran out to finally even the advantage between Private Party and all this stuff. Uh, there was a part where Paige got hit in the apron. The whole Dark Order catches him and kind of rebounds him back. Finally letting uh, Paige hit the buckshot lariat. Paige gets the clean win. It looks like we're going to get Paige in the Dark Order. You know, with his cool cowboy buddies. So, uh, like I said... You knew why this match happened, and like I said, I'm happy Hangman got the win, but uh, Hangman deserves better than this man. I love Matt Hardy, but, like, Hangman should be in the main event. Hangman's pretty damn good. He has been good. You know, I always felt like he should have been the first AEW championship, but I understand you had to kind of put the title on Jericho, but I felt like they could have ran with Hangman for a little bit, even if it was, like, a month. But not bad. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, face of the Revolution. Ladder match. Cody Rhodes versus Penta El Cerro Miedo versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus my boy Platinum Max Caster. He was my pick to win. And the surprise entrant, which I called as soon as I saw, Ethan Page. Like I said, I have, I like Ethan Page. He's a pretty damn good wrestler. It's a damn good promo, I'll tell you that. He's a better promo than he is anything. You know, Karate Man is cool, but I kind of wish this could have gone to someone else. But I like Ethan Page. Good for him leaving Impact and actually knowing his worth. But it's got to be kind of awkward because they have a working relationship with Impact. And he left Impact in very bad terms. So I don't know how that works. Page was revealed as a mystery man. Like I said, a former longest reigning Impact Tag Team Champion, he did great in Evolve, but he had an awesome feud with Darby Allen, which I would not mind seeing that again. 
Uh, but this match is crazy. Uh, Penta hitting a Canadian destroyer on Cody Rhodes through a ladder, which is fucking insane. Ended up taking out Cody. He get in. This was the part I didn't like. So Cody, you know, they do the spot all the time of everybody. Cody gets, you know, injured and the doctors have to look over him. So he gets to sit out the match. But usually when WWE does that, they put you backstage and, you know, sometimes they'll put the camera back there and call it a day. They decided to put Cody right in the tunnel. Do you know how distracting that was? Because you're like, all right, you know, it's your homie. It's the man, Cody. It's my Brody, my homie. You're waiting for Cody to come back and, you know, win the match because, you know, he's Cody Roach. So I'm just like, oh, my God, this is distracting. I didn't like that at all. Them doing it right on the ramp. I mean, on the tunnel. Our Archer threw Sky through another ladder outside the ring as pretty much everyone started dying at this point. Uh, the injured Cody Rose made his way back in, using his belt, started whipping everybody, uh, hitting Paige with the crossroads. Uh, Rose uh, hit with a suplex off the top uh, by Archer, and then an elbow drop by Max Caster all the way from the top of the ladder. That was awesome on Cody. Uh, Jake Roberts got in the ring and then hit Paige with a short-arm clothesline after Paige took on Archer. Uh, Penta then attacks uh, Roberts, takes him out of there, super kicks the fuck out of him. Uh, Sky ended up winning the match, Scorpio Sky. Uh, my favorite spot was definitely the Liger Bomb that freaking uh, Paige hit on the ladder. I think it was to Archer, maybe. And Archer's a big boy. Uh, but that was good. Uh, so, yeah, Scorpio Sky. I pretty much knew Scorpio Sky was going to win this match. Yeah, I don't know why. I just, for some reason, thought it was pretty obvious. My dark horse pick was Platinum Max. I'm not going to lie. But my real pick was Archer. I felt like Archer finally deserved to this because, you know, Cody murdered this man. Cody. Uh, whatever. But this was this was a good ladder match. You know, I felt like it could have been a little crazier because the tag team ladder match they had. I don't know. What was that? It was the Lucha Bros. And the, uh, yeah, it was the Lucha Bros versus fucking the Young Bucks. That. That was a ladder match. That took off like years of the Young Bucks career. That was crazy. Uh, then we get to the mystery signing. I am so disappointed in this crowd. How fucking dare you? So, I'm going to tell it like this. I am probably one of the biggest Christian fans of all time. Christian Cage was my fucking years man Christian Cage was my mans that is the reason I tuned into TNA was Christian motherfucking Cage that theme I put it on every game that I can on Christian I love Christian man like I'm telling you I will always say Christian's better than Edge Christian is my third favorite wrestler of all time but this announcement they built it up way too much. And I love Christian, like I said, but he is a very Hall of Fame worthy pick, but they built it up way too much that I felt like sadly a lot of people started shit talking Christian saying he ain't worth that announcement. I'm like, that's sad because trust me, Christian is worth that and more. But I understand to other people he's not because people don't see Christian how I see Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like, I marked the fuck out when the countdown started. Because I was like, get the fuck out of here. They're using the TNA theme, the instant classic, the Christian Coalition. Because that's the way I roll. If you don't know, now you know. I'm telling you. When it comes to Christian Cage, I'm the man. I still have his goddamn DVD from TNA. About that day one factory seal brand new. I fucked with Christian Cage. I am a peep. I am the peep. Telling you. But I can understand where people were probably disappointed. Like I said, he came out with the shirt, outworked everyone, and that's exactly what Christian does in every company that he's in. Like I said, Randy Orton pretty much said Christian is the greatest wrestler he's ever faced. Booker T says Christian is the most underrated wrestler in history, which I actually kind of agree with that. I think Christian is the most underrated wrestler of all time. It's crazy. So I understand for other people, it's just Christian. But to me, this is Christian Cage, the instant classic. And I'm going to get my match of Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage because I know it's going to happen. 
Like I said, this is one of Tony Khan's favorite wrestlers, too, of all time. So I expect Christian to get a big push immediately after this. So uh, time for my favorite match of the night. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in the street fight. Cinematic match. This was awesome. I love the entrances of, you know, Sting with the pickup truck, picking up Darby midway while he's skating. Darby's skating around. You got Team Taz in the nice Lamborghini with the Team Taz theme playing in the car. Sick. Uh, this is a cinematic match uh, in an empty warehouse with a ring and a ref. Uh, uh, Alan and Sting were accompanied by a group of men wearing Sting masks who surrounded the ring. The hooligans, as I call them. Uh, Sting took on Stark. Allen took on Cage. But different sides of the building. Cage brutally throws Allen into the walls and, and throws him to a pair of doors. He gorilla presses him through doors. Sting looked fucking incredible in this match, by the way. Cage is just insane. He picks up fucking Darby and ends up walking stairs with him in a suplex position. What the fuck? Darby took a lot of punishment in this match. I give him a lot of credit. You know, they're finally getting the advantage. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook. Hook himself, yo, the man Hook, come in. Uh, Allen appeared to have the match won, and then they take out Starks. Uh, Freaking with, uh, you know, number advantage here. Team Taz throws Allen through a window, fucking propped up against the wall. That was horrible. As Team Taz basically beat the shit out of Sting now. Allen recovered. Threw the bat at Sting because, you know, Sting threw the bat all the way to the ceiling because Ricky Starks basically said, you ain't shit without that bat. So Sting threw the bat and he's like, start whooping that ass. So then, you know, Darby gets the bat from far away and he's like, hey, yo, Sting. And he throws the bat at him. That was dope. I like that. I like that shit. Uh, freaking uh, Cage ends up getting put down. Darby with a gigantic coffin drop from the fucking almost ceiling takes him out. He's dead. Cage is dead. This left Sting alone in the ring with Starks, where the two went back and forth. Actually had a really solid match there. Scorpion death drop for the win. Fucking awesome. Like I said... What the fuck? Uh, like I said, that was awesome. I loved... I can't believe Sting is 61 years old after watching this match. Like I said, if we can get Sting cinematic matches for the whole year, I'm okay with this, because this was awesome awesome this was the best thing on the whole pay-per-view uh main event time main event time main event time main event time aw championship exploding barbed wire death match kenny omega by god with john moxley i had so much potential for this match uh moxley come out with the anita jacket awesome kenny with the awesome shirt they made for this match which i was thinking about buying not anymore uh <laughs> so okay one rope the ropes had the barbed wires on them i don't like how there were still ropes everywhere but i, I don't i guess I, I don't know why they did this but the ropes were still on they just had barbed wire wrapped around them okay okay uh, the psychology of the match was established early, basically trying to blow each other up. They continued teasing each other, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Moxley would be the first man to taste the barbed wire explosion, which looked good. Uh, Omega threw powder in the eyes of Moxley, whipped him to the ropes. He got busted open early, but then continued to fight back. Moxley was bleeding. That man was bleeding like a stuffed pig. Even though he was thrown into that... Uh, barbed wire cardboard propped in the corner. Omega tried to follow it up with a figure four, but Moxley kicked him out. Omega's face first into the barbed wire ropes explosion. Uh, Moxley drop kicks Omega then right after that into the, another explosion. It all looked good from here, man. Uh, Omega was sent through a second barbed wire board in the corner after Moxley hit an exploder. I know, an exploder onto explosions. Ha, ha, ha. After which Moxley... Uh, hit a side slam on the barbed wire covered chair. That was nasty. Uh, Omega tackled Moxley into the rope. But it was Omega who took the worst of that one. Because they both ended up exploding. But his face ended up getting the most of it. Uh, Moxley with a death rider. Off the ring apron to the exploding barbed wire board. The, you know, stage of hell they call it there. That was awesome. 
Uh, Omega hit the one-winged angel shortly after that. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's over. Let's party. This is my favorite part of the match. Moxley, one, two, three. He kicks his foot. Not a kick out. Kicks his foot to hit the exploding barbed wire. So it explodes in Kenny's eyes and he has to get off the one-winged angel. That was awesome. That was a good way to keep the one-winged angel strong. That basically this guy would explode his own foot to get Kenny Omega off him. Before Moxie could capitalize, the Good Brothers come down, beat the shit out of him. They hand Omega a barbed-wired bat, which is also an exploding barbed-wired bat that uh, fucking Onita uses. Uh, Omega drove Moxley through the chair after hitting him with an exploding barbed-wire bat. Through the chair with a running one-winged angel. Victory, one, two, three. The beatdown continued after the match. Uh, they handcuffed Moxley's. Uh, hands behind his back, continue to beat the shit out of him. And remember, in 30 minutes, this is going to explode. Then we get some fucking amazing storytelling. So the timer's going off. Moxley's going to die. This shit's going to explode. I wish they would have evacuated the building. That would have been more awesome. Eddie Kingston comes to the ring. The Butcher and the Blade are trying to stop him. He's like, no. And he's trying to wake up Moxley. This was awesome. That at the time of danger, Moxley gets his friend back. That was great. Amazing storytelling. And then Eddie Kingston covers him. And we get Goldberg sprinklers. Gilbert, I mean. No explosions. Like, I kid you not. It was so shit. Apparently, Kenny and, and Mox were really pissed after it. Somehow, Eddie Kingston fainted and died, which I can't wait. I've heard rumblings of how they're going to explain this. Basically, AEW is not owning up to this shit as ending, and they're just trying to cover it up. And then now they're saying that Kenny Omega, you know, it's his fault for making a shitty bomb and this and that. I'm just like, just admit it. You guys fucked up. You could have easily CGI'd the shit out of that explosion to get Mox off television. His baby is being bored soon. So what the fuck? Such a great... It was a good match too. It was a good match. Not even close to their unsanctioned match. Oh my god, from full gear. That match was awesome. But... Uh, this just brought down the pay-per-view so bad. It was a great show, but this ruined it for me. Oh, this ruined it. I was like, why? Why couldn't they have Moxley blown up? Why? But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out.